Welcome to the Love Life Podcast, episode number eight, The Miracles of Gratitude. It's December 16th, 2020. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and obviously obviously podcaster. What I do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy, even when life is very difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is made by Howie Moskovich. The Miracles of Gratitude. This is one of my many favorite topics. I know I have a lot of topics that I love. There's so much about people and life, growth and development that I love, but gratitude is definitely one of them. So I'm going to start out by giving you the definition of gratitude, which is the quality or state of being thankful. That's also readiness to show appreciation for kindness and to return kindness. If you're an academic type and you'd like the academic definition of gratitude, that's a two-step process, which includes recognizing you have received a good result or a good outcome, coupled with the recognition that there is an outside or external source for this positive outcome or good result. What's fascinating about gratitude to me is that since the beginning of time, it's one of those many topics that have been written about throughout, well, since the beginning of time. So I want to start out with some quotes because I think they're indicative of the nature and significance of gratitude. And the first one goes like this, gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. That quote is by Cicero. Now, Cicero, to put him in a timeline, was a Roman statesman, lawyer, and academic uh, skeptic philosopher from 106 BC. So going back to 106 BC, but listen to that quote again. Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. I just think that's just amazing. Now, another... Greek philosopher wrote, he is a wise man who does not grieve for the things which he has not, but rejoices for those which he has. And I will probably massacre this guy's name, but it's like uh, Epictetus, Epictetus, whatever. Anyway, he was a born a slave actually in um, Phrygia in 50 AD. So for all of humanity, philosophers, writers, teachers have been extolling the benefits and gifts of gratitude. So what I'm going to cover today in this podcast is number one, the staggering benefits of gratitude, because I think they're just amazing. Next, we're going to cover why people struggle with being grateful, because there's a a lot of reasons why gratitude or being grateful or thankful is hard for people. So we want to talk about that. I'm going to give you some ideas of things you could be grateful for right now, even though we're in a pandemic, 
<clears throat> I'm also going to give you an example of the staying power of gratitude because I think it's amazing. And then finally, I'm going to give you some steps or ways that you can build the muscle of gratitude because gratitude to me is really a muscle. It's a muscle that you grow and develop, and the more you use it, the stronger it becomes, just like anything else. Then I'll cover a couple takeaways from the podcast and a call to action. So <clears throat> before I dive into the benefits of gratitude, I always like to do a shameless plug for my giveaway. <laughs> I give away on my website. Why? Because you can win cool stuff, including, you know, in addition to the prizes that are already listed on the website, once the author copies of my book come in, which probably is not going to be for another two weeks or so, I'm going to be adding copy, free copies of my book to the giveaway prizes. And that giveaway <clears throat> is going on until July 2021. And the website is www.lisaalundy.com. The other thing that I want to mention, and this is in all my blog posts and all my podcasts, is my, my disclaimer I am not a medical health professional or therapist in any capacity. I'm just not. If you happen to be thinking about harming yourself or committing suicide, I am asking you personally as my personal plea that you please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. I'm also asking that you tell someone, that you talk to people. If you feel like you have no one to talk to and you're on social media, put it on social media. I'm telling you, people will help you. But if you're feeling like harming yourself or committing suicide, you need to get in action. And I'm, I'm begging you to do that because your life matters, even if you don't have the feelings right now that it matters. So I'm going to cover next the staggering, what I call the staggering benefits of gratitude. And I want you to listen to this list from the view or from the standpoint, do you need these benefits? Would you like these benefits? Would these benefits change your life in any way or be helpful? So number one, it increases happiness. Next, it reduces pain. It releases toxic emotions. It improves sleep quality. It reduces cardiac diseases. It reduces inflammations. It reduces neurodegeneration significantly. It increases energy. It increases vitality. It increases enthusiasm. It helps in stress regulation. It reduces anxiety, reduces depression, helps build emotional resilience, helps you focus on the good things in life, helps you stay in reality, meaning the present, even when things are bad, promotes solution-oriented thinking, it improves relationships, it provides increased motivation via via serotonin, dopamine, and oxytocin, oxytocin transmitters. Those are the things that help you feel good. It increases self-esteem, and it helps people meet their basic psychological needs. So did anything on that list appeal to you? Are you interested in being happier? Well, at this point in time during a pandemic, the research shows that only 14% of Americans can say they're very happy. So we probably all need a boost in happiness, and all of these benefits are rich and extraordinary. They're just amazing. And I would further assert 
that if you really want to be happy in life, that gratitude is one of those underpinnings. It's, it's one of those foundations that support people being happy more of the time than less of the time. That's my assertion. Now, let's take a, a moment and look at why. Why do people struggle so much with being grateful? Because it seems pretty simple, right? But there's a lot of really good, valid reasons that people struggle with being grateful or being, you know, in a state of gratitude. So, number one, they are having serious issues and are <clears throat> in pain and suffering. So, Right now, during a pandemic, yes, we have pretty much almost everybody in emotional pain and suffering. It's part of being in a pandemic. And so it's hard for many people to feel grateful or thankful when they're in emotional pain. And if you need help with emotional pain, I have a whole podcast called Using Emotional Pain to Your Advantage. Because when you're in pain, it's painful. But in my opinion, when you can use emotional pain to your advantage and gain things from it and learn from it and grow from it and gain new things, skills, habits, practices, what have you, to me, it makes it a little less painful. Also, I have a blog post about managing anxiety and depression that might help you. All right. So next up, as far as reasons why people struggle with being grateful, I know you're not going to like this one, but it's, in my opinion, a, a reason because some people are spoiled or they have an entitlement mentality so when things don't go their way they end up you know in a suffering or painful position and it's difficult for them to be grateful they or <clears throat> next up they have unrealistic unrealistic expectations you know if people have unrealistic expectations that might prevent them from being grateful next up they have low self-esteem you have low self-esteem, pretty much everything on my blog, my YouTube videos, my podcasts are going to help you to grow that. But it can be sometimes or many times difficult for someone who has low self-esteem to be grateful because there's a lot involved in having low self-esteem. Next up, people, <clears throat> people who are prone to negative thinking or pessimists can have some obstacles or challenges in being grateful. If someone feels sorry for themselves or has a victim mentality, that often prevents people from being grateful. If you have drug addictions <clears throat> or alcohol addictions, that's problematic and can prevent you from being grateful. People who are narcissists or have some other psychopathology, cognitive distortion, or other mental health problems frequently or often can have issues with gratitude. People who are bitter or envious of others have issues being grateful. If you're self-centered, if you have boundary issues, or if you have a temperament where you're never satisfied, some people simply don't have a broad enough awareness about life and poverty and other serious issues facing people in the world to have an understanding about what they might want to be grateful for. And some people just don't know anybody who's worse off from than, than, than they are, and that leaves them in a position of, of not being grateful. 
So during this pandemic, when people are suffering greatly from depression, anxiety, loneliness, isolation, and all the things that come with hardship and emotional pain, I made a list of things that you could be grateful for, not all of which will apply to you. I understand that, but I just want you to listen from the standpoint, could you be grateful for any of those things? So having sufficient food. Now, before I <clears throat> jump off of that, I, I've just got to say this because it's really, it's weighing so heavily on my heart. Prior to the pandemic in any given year, at least going back to 2005, in the in the world, we would have, and, I mean, this is the statistic from 2005. Now, I haven't followed it every year since then, but back in 2005, and in 2005, we, w we had over 5 million children under the age of 5 that died from starvation in the world, which just breaks my heart and tugs on my heart. <clears throat> but I recently came across a science publication that um, really talks about what some of the scientists are saying about the pandemic. And it included that the UN is stating that if we don't end the lockdowns, an additional 130 million people in the world will die from starvation as a result of the economic impact of the lockdowns, which just, I, I can't tell you how upset I am about that. I mean, like I could probably almost cry right now. It's just deeply deeply troubling and disturbing to me. You know, we, we've always had that and we walk around like, you know, it's not a big deal, but it's, it really is a big deal because it's not like it's either they die or, or we die. It's not an either or. So if you have sufficient food, that is actually something that you could be deeply grateful for. Having clean water, having a shelter or a safe place to live, <clears throat> depending on how your life is set up, you could be grateful for family or friends or any types of relationships you have. Now, with respect to friends, now I've, I've been coaching people for long enough and I have enough friends to know that most people don't have enough friends or they don't have enough good friends. So if you need to make more friends, I have a whole section of videos on my YouTube channel about making friends because it's hard. I'll be the first one to say I may be great at making friends, but I'll tell you it's hard. There are lots of things involved, which is why I have several videos about making friends, including things not to do and things to do. So you know, if you're listening to this list of things you could be grateful for and you don't have any friends or enough friends or enough good friends, that's something you could get to work on. And I have <clears throat> also a blog post that will help you. You could be grateful for neighbors. You could be grateful for employment or income, if that applies to you. You could, you could be grateful for nature. You could be grateful for good weather or pets or children or nieces or nephews or cousins. You could be grateful for beauty, you know, Beauty is everywhere. It's in art. It's in people. It's in so many things. You could be grateful that you're alive today. You could be grateful for your health. Now, I know we have a traumatic number of people who aren't in good health physically, <clears throat> or in some cases mentally, but you could be grateful for the health that you do have, whatever it is. If you're blessed to have financial security, you could be grateful for that. If you have hobbies, <clears throat> you could be grateful that you have hobbies. Now, if you're listening and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't have any hobbies. Oh, please, 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 I'm going to beg you to go get some hobbies. 
They are phenomenal. I'm a huge hobby fan. I did require my three children growing up to have multiple hobbies. They couldn't just have one. And <clears throat> I do have a blog post about hobbying up. I do have a YouTube video about hobbies. Hobbies can really help you. And I'm a fan. All right. You could be grateful that your brain or your mind is working. You could be grateful that you can even hear and listen to this podcast. You could be grateful that you have, you know, power and control that you can create a life that you want. Now, you might be depressed or anxious or, you know, kind of turned around because of the pandemic to not believe that you could change your life. But I'm here to tell you. I don't care what's happened to you up to this point or that we're in a pandemic, you know, you can change your life and I have all kinds of free materials to help you get there. You could also be grateful that you're not in jail. You could be grateful for laughter. You could be grateful that you're a good person. Now, if you're not a good person and you're listening to this podcast, I have a video about be a person of character and integrity. I have a, another video about just the magic of in integrity. I have a blog post about the magic of integrity. You need to get to work and make sure that you're a good person because, you know, why not? <clears throat> you could be grateful that you have time. You know, it's unfortunate and tragic that we're in a pandemic, but one of the things that the gifts of the pandemic is, is that it has given people time that they wouldn't normally have. <clears throat> so if you are one of those people and you have time as a result, now not everybody has time. Well, I have lots of information to support you on how to use your time better. You could also be grateful for your skills and abilities. Now, I don't know what your skills and abilities are, but you can make a list and you could be grateful that you have them. You could be grateful for God and your faith if you have God and faith in your life. You could be grateful that you could see if you have vision or that you can talk or you know, the list goes on. That I just listed off 27 things that some of you can be grateful for. Now, I realize not everybody can be grateful for the, some of the things that I just listed off because your circumstances are all different. But at any moment in time, you could be grateful. I mean, I started my life over last year with basically nothing, meaning that I was significantly wealthier at 30 than I am at 58 now, I'm 59. And I'm still grateful. I'm still happy. Yes, it's hard. Oh, I'm not going to kid you. It's hard as you know what. But I'm still grateful and I'm still happy. So you could be grateful for so many things. Now I want to, before I give you some ideas of how to build your gratitude muscle, I want to give you an example of the staying power of gratitude because it's really, really remarkable. And <clears throat> so number one, this example happened probably, I don't know, 15 years ago or so. And I was at the car dealership in line to check out or do whatever. And this man behind me, you know, said <clears throat> kind of, hi, how are you with that, that tone of recognition? Like he knew me. So I looked at him and of course I always talk to strangers. I love talking to strangers. So I thought he was a stranger. So I said, oh, hi, how are you? But then he continued to talk as if he knew me. And I finally said, oh, I'm really sorry, but I am, I'm not sure I know you. Do I know you? If I know you, I'm, I, just, I just don't recall. I'm sorry. Well, <clears throat> he 
kind of chuckled and he said, oh, well, here's when we met and here's what happened. <coughs> and um, I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, yeah, he and a team of people had, had actually helped me some years before. So he said to me, you know, of course he knew my name. <laughs> he says, you know, you wrote me this amazing thank you note for doing a job that I'm paid to do. And I went, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I usually do that. And he said, well, I want you to know that I have it taped inside my locker because <clears throat> it was not just an amazing thank you note, but we, we actually don't get many thank you notes in our profession. So I was kind of like, wow, like, you know, years later, he is still grateful. He's grateful that he got a thank you note for doing his job. And he also said that the other members of the team that had helped me had their thank you notes taped inside their lockers as well. And I was just, uh, you know, I was almost a little embarrassed that somebody who does a, has a position or a career as he does, as the team did, received so few thank you notes. But at the same token, I was also grateful in that moment that I had taken the time, because it doesn't take very much time to write a thank you note. I mean, how long does it actually take? And I will say, as a sidebar, I wrote a thank you note to an author of the of a book, uh, actually on cancer, back in 2004. And there's a whole long story to that, which I won't get into. But he ended up calling me as a result and giving me really powerful information that I would never have known. So one of the things about gratitude is thank you notes are a very simple way to experience gratitude. And I did write about this whole thing this concept in my blog post on gratitude from June, but I really want to mention it in this podcast because it's amazing. When you go to write a thank you note, and I, I do have a YouTube video on the power of a thank you note, which does include the story I just told you, but when you write a thank you note, you actually are immersed to be able to write it, to be able to generate the words for a thank you note. You're actually immersed in the feeling of gratitude as you express it. So it's a really wonderful cycle because when you write a thank you note, you're recalling the kindness, the act or whatever happened, and you're writing it down. Hopefully, I'm a big fan, by the way, of written thank you notes as opposed to emails, but hey, I'll, I'll take you guys writing thank you notes however you do it. And, and so you're immersed in the feelings of gratitude as you write this, this letter or note. Then you mail it. Well, I mail mine. And then the person receives it experiences gratitude in, you know, reading what you've written. So it's just this like amazing cycle and it's really helpful and powerful. So how, so I'm a fan of gratitude. I've been writing thank you notes since I was a young child. Thank you mom for teaching me that. But how does anyone go to build their muscles for gratitude? Well, I have seven recommendations for you, which will hopefully help you to get on the journey and the road to using gratitude as a tool to help you feel better. Because right now, what you need is you need to start feeling better. 
need to start getting out of depression and anxiety and sadness and all the bad stuff into happier emotions. So number one, if gratitude isn't your normal way of being or the, or a way you operate predominantly, then I would suggest that you start each morning by making a list of things that you can be grateful for and appreciate. Because if you did that every single day for a month or however long it would take you, it would start to be more commonplace for you to wake up feeling grateful or being in a state of gratitude. So this whole topic about gratitude, we're talking about building muscles so it's natural. So gratitude is a natural expression for you in life. I mean, I'm so grateful, I have to tell you. I even get like kind of a little excited about getting a really good parking spot or I mean, I just get, I have a lot of gratitude about every little thing. So keep a gratitude list or a journal and you could do it in the morning, you could do it at night. Maybe if you're really down in the hole, you might want to do one in the morning and at night. You might want to start talking to people. I mean, if you think that you don't have things to be grateful for, it might be time to get in conversation because you may need someone else's view to help you understand what what is it you can actually be grateful for. <clears throat> Second on my short list meaning seven is a short list for me, is to really start to engage in personal growth and development. All of my blog posts, podcasts, and YouTube videos, of course, and my book, are about personal growth and development. It's the attitudes and beliefs. It's the skills. It's the habits. It's the practices that will give you a happy, healthy life where you're well-loved. Now, if you missed my first podcast, Be Well Loved, that's the title of it, Be Well Loved, go back and listen to that because that you want to have is your number one goal. <clears throat> you want to be well loved in life, like the Velveteen Rabbit, you know, used up and just happy and well loved. And that's one of the things that most people are not, or many people do not feel well loved in life, regardless of their age. So growth and development, number one, is going to help you grow your muscles for gratitude. Why? Because one of the, re we just covered the list of reasons why gratitude is hard for people in this podcast earlier, right? And one of them, some of it's low self-esteem or it's attitudes and beliefs. It's all kinds of things. So growth and development can unlock things for you in your life that are stopping you. <clears throat> And it will help you, you know, grow your emotional intelligence. <clears throat> now, my second podcast is about emotions as a superpower. And let me tell you, emotions are a superpower, but only if you know how to use them. And quite frankly, that's one of the things that is lacking in life is people don't understand how to deal with their depression, their anxiety, their anger, their resentment, their sadness. <clears throat> Mostly it's the negative emotions people need help with. So get on the road for growth and development. It will help you build your muscles for gratitude and it will help you unlock, get turned around, grow and develop, you know, improve yourself and improve your life. So gratitude becomes easy, but so does getting love into your life. 
Number three, stop negative thinking and pessimism. It's extremely well proven in this research and in the science that being negative, a negative thinker, that can, can include being, you know, worrying excessively. It can include over overthinking, catastrophizing, that that is not good for your health and it's certainly going to prevent you or be an obstacle for you to get into this state of gratitude. Number four, if you want to be grateful and grow your muscles for gratitude, I highly recommend that you be up to something. When you're up to something, you know, that you've chosen, <coughs> that you, that inspires you. And sometimes people pick things that don't inspire them because they know if they do them, you know, this project or that aspect or whatever, because they will be so relieved after having done it. But you want to have, ideally at some point, some goals that you're going to work on. You know, maybe it could be a bucket list. You know, if you don't want to have a life plan, I mean, I'm a big fan of having a life plan. You want to get out of depression, anxiety, and all the negative emotions. Be up to something because you're going to be distracted. You've set a goal. You're working on it. You're going to start to feel better because you're taking action. It's just, a, it's a wonderful process. But negative thinking and pessimism has have got to go. Absolutely. And if you're really a pessimist or a negative thinker, I would highly suggest <clears throat> the book called The Power of Positive Thinking. It's a classic. It's been around since I think the 50s. That will help you. If you're open to being helped, I mean, it's all contingent upon you being open and willing you know, some people aren't open and aren't willing. I'm telling you, like, you got to be coachable in life. And I've only had one person that I've ever coached that got booted from coaching for being uncoachable and not cooperative. You know, they, they just wouldn't cooperate. Like, you know, if you don't cooperate on the sports team, you get kicked off. You know, when the coach says you got to do wind sprints, you got to do wind sprints. They don't want people on the team that are going to stand there and say, no, I'm not going to do the wind sprints. So get up to something get up to something, be up to something and then execute your plan. And it could just be, you're going to plan a get together for next year. You're going to plan a trip or, you know, you could, there's so many things you could do. And once you start doing whatever that thing is, and again, it could be cleaning out some really bad closet you have. And you know, when you do it, you're going to feel like a million bucks. You might not want to do it. You might not like doing it, but you know, when you're done, you're going to feel like a million bucks. Just get something and get going. Now, my fifth recommendation is, and this isn't going to apply to everyone, but if it's within your purview, if it's within your means, find people who need help and help them. Now, as someone who's not uh, wealthy, since I just started my life over with nothing, I can't just give money to people or do things that are financial, you know, that cost, cost money. But there's lots of little ways that even if you have financial constraints, you can help people. You would be helping people if you called people every day to have a conversation. You know, I just can't even tell you. There's so many ways you can help people even if you have financial limitations. And even if you have time constraints, there are ways you can contribute to others. <clears throat> Next up, number six, what's really going to help you build your muscles for gratitude and to be more frequently in a state of gratitude is to be present. Now, 
Being present is something that I have a, a short video on on my YouTube channel, although I, I haven't I haven't blogged about it. Probably because it's just not a big topic, but being present means being right here, right now. It means you've quieted your mind. So like if you're listening to this podcast, you're not having your mind filled with all this all these other thoughts. You're just letting my voice and my words come in and you're just like being with me right here, right now. Now that's a skill set that mm, I don't I don't even know what percentage of the people have. I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know it was a thing. It is a thing until like, I don't know, 2006, seven or eight, somewhere in that time frame. And when I heard this whole phrase, be present and being present, I was like, what, what are you talking about? And the people I was with was just, they were just laughing hysterically. Well, people laugh at me all the time. I laugh at myself all the time. And I'm often left wondering, what are you laughing about? Which I usually ask people. And they said, oh, well, you're just present all the time. That's who you are. You walk around life and you're present. You are like right here, right now. Whoever you're talking to, whatever you're doing, you're like in the moment. And I was like, oh, is that all it is? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, why is it a thing? And they're like, well, it's a thing because most people aren't present. They're distracted. They've got other thoughts going on. They may be having a conversation with you, but in their head, their mind is going, okay, after they're done saying that, I'm going to say this. And when they're, when I've said that, I'm going to do, you know, like their mind is just not quiet. So quiet your mind, be present, live in the now. Because when you're in the present, you're not worried about the future. You're also not thinking about the past. You're right in the moment. So that's that. Number seven, <clears throat> little exercise that can help you is to write thank you notes to people you're grateful for and snail mail them and, and do it as much as you can. I actually started, oh, this is like probably three years ago now. I made a commitment to express my gratitude to people in my life for who they are for me and how they've contributed to me. And I'm going to tell you, so I usually do it in a written thank you note, which by the way is way less confronting and a lot easier. So I'm a fan of thank you notes. I'm, I mean, I, I do confrontation. I just am not like, oh yeah, there's a confrontation. Let me just dive right in. I mean, you know, I like to avoid confrontation probably as much as the next person, but I'm, I'm, pretty skilled at it and I don't avoid confrontation when it's something important. But what I noticed when I made this little personal goal and then I started talking, it was mostly friends, you know, and, and telling people how much they meant to me and how they had contributed to me. Like it was really hard. It wasn't hard like because I didn't know. It was just really hard to articulate. And you know, because we don't we don't tell people, hey, this is I, I actually started doing it again. Um in the last month or two with uh, longtime friends and friends to say, you know, I, you probably don't realize what a difference you've made in my life. So I really want to take a moment and talk to you about how you've impacted my life. And by the way, that, that to me is the meaning of life, rich conversations where you're being present with people and you're expressing what's on your heart and your soul. And uh, of course it was easier this year than three years ago, but um 
you know, it was also interesting to notice how, because we don't talk to people like that. I mean, we just don't walk around saying, hey, you know, you've made a real difference for me and blah, blah, blah. We just typically don't do that. It was interesting to notice, you know, the different ways people responded to that because clearly some of it made people uncomfortable and some of them just kind of said, oh, yeah, well, me too. I feel the same way. So write thank you notes. Who could you write a thank you note today? about something even that happened years ago. And I will say, as the thank you note fan and enthusiast, I have written thank you notes that were years late and acknowledged, you know, this is really late, but I'd rather write it than not because I'd rather say thank you and acknowledge someone even if it's years late. Why not? I mean, I didn't do it on purpose years late, by the way. Um... Before I get into the takeaways, I want to leave you with a quote that is, Gratitude is the sign of noble souls. That's Aesop. So, takeaway number one. Gratitude just isn't natural for some people. If it's not natural for you, don't be ashamed or embarrassed. Don't make yourself wrong. Don't beat yourself up for it. Just understand, gratitude isn't natural for everyone. Takeaway number two, at any moment in time, you could adopt an attitude of gratitude. You could commit yourself that you are going to build the muscles for gratitude and being grateful. Number three, if you can take it, take in and let on that gratitude is a muscle and maybe it's not one of your strong muscles, that you just grow it. You just do it like the Nike commercial. And lastly, from everything I covered under the extraordinary benefits of gratitude, I hope you're going to understand, you know, to the bone that having an attitude of gratitude will absolutely, without question, help you be happier and absolutely help you be physically and mentally healthier. So why would you not do it? Well, I don't know. You're you. You can make your own decisions. So here's my call to action for you. What can you be grateful for today? I don't know. That's for you to decide. Will you consider adopting an attitude of gratitude as a way of life? Not just because we're in a pandemic, not just because you're depressed or sad or lonely or isolated or, or angry or resentful, but will you take it on as a life, as a life muscle to build? And lastly, will you consider sharing this podcast to the people you know who are suffering? There's just so many people suffering. I hope you'll consider sharing it. Okay. Thanks a bunch. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you so much for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number eight, The Miracles of Gratitude. I sincerely hope that you're going to consider how much gratitude can offer you in terms of feeling better, health and wellness, and all the good stuff we covered today. Please connect with me at my website at www.lisaalundy.com where you can enter my giveaway to win cool prizes, including copies of my book once they arrive, which will be added to the giveaway prizes. Just, I want you to have an amazing life. Let me know how I can help you. Thank you. Love you. 
Bye.